0: Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Pet I am your host James, and today we are looking at the episode "Tongue Tied." We begin with it being morning in downtown city, and Blythe waking up at 8 a.m. and she greets the pets who are already there, and tells them that she has been waiting for this day. Why this day? Because despite waking up at 8 a.m., today is a lazy day for Blythe. She doesn't explain this through words, however. She expresses it through song, Specifically, a Disney princess-style song. Like, if you've seen Wreck-It Ralph 2... Like, you know the process. It's. It feels like that. About just wanting a day to yourself. And it's a song about just how she wants to. Just be lazy. Like, she wants to eat ice cream just so she doesn't have to cook or anything. She also gets the animals to do a bunch of stuff for her. She also talks to the birds, which, I mean, she's Blythe, so the birds can theoretically talk back, but that is some Disney princess imagery right there. And, like, like, It's it's amazing. She also like sleeps like one of the lyrics is about taking short naps throughout the day, and she does that twice throughout the song. Oh boy, this is an amazing. Oh, we're not even we're not even into the episode yet. Like the the song just like kick started everything. Ugh. So. So like like the animals even sort of dress her, or at least get her ready, and I guess she might have just dressed herself. I don't know. It's it's weird. Anyway, she's she's still singing, and when she's like like the animals do her hair, this is this is Disney princess, <laughs> like like through and through, like. Oh, I'm half expecting an Organization thirteen member to show up and tell Sora, "I think she might be a good candidate for one of the Seven Hearts," and it's it's like it's that hard of a thing. And like, like that wouldn't even be out of nowhere because, like, like we've seen, we kind of know Kingdom Hearts sort of takes place in this universe, maybe, because, like, uh, like, like the whole door, the like ha- of the door to a thousand hearts, it's, it's amazing. Oh boy, I don't, uh, I love. I've been playing a bit too much Kingdom Hearts three because it came out recently. Uh, like, oh god, where was I even? I got I got too caught up in this. So okay, now now I see. So so once she's ready, she goes down the dumbwaiter. despite it being a lazy day for Blaith. I mean, I guess, I don't know. That's, that's odd. Uh, like, she she goes down to the pet shop and finds a bunch of animals outside the pet shop. And I guess she went to Disney Princess because she summoned more animals than she needed. Like, this is, this is nuts. This is amazing. It's amazing, but it's tough. Uh, okay, so, so, uh, coming down, coming down from that, Blythe asks, what's going on, and a blue, um, I don't know what type of dog Droopy is, but it's, it's kind of like that, I guess, uh, something like that, I, I kind of just want to look that up now, uh, and back from looking it up Drippy is apparently a basset hound so we're just gonna go with that so a blue basset hound comes up and says that we've heard about you Blythe word is on the street that you can talk to animals something to that effect and it, it is it is, a, it is a bit creepy that there's like animals like hey we've heard of you and i think like like vinnie says hi to one of them at the point it might be the blue basset hound <laughs> so like Vinny was like starting room about what was it well i guess it's a rumor because like rumors can be true or lies i don't know that's uh that's what i heard anyway like it just it's just mean-spirited I mean, I guess that's not a rumor then, though. Like, to pass the word on? I don't know. It's, it's like, just weird how a bunch of animals coming in like, Oh, we've heard about you, Blythe. We know all about you. <laughs> now, now, please help us. Right. They They want help solving all of their problems. And, like, here's the kicker. He says... It's not like you had nothing to do today. He says nothing to do. Like Blythe's song. Blythe's song was specifically about how she wanted to do nothing today. And (laughs) like, like she must be a Disney princess of some kind. because the animals can pick up on what she's... Doing or no like I don't know. It's <laughs> it's really really weird that like like animals just sort of know what to do around her or what's going on around her. It's something peculiar. Anyway, Blythe initially refuses, but everyone gives Blythe some, like, puppy dog eyes, and Blythe caves. So, she agrees, and everyone celebrates. We cut to Blythe doing a quick-fire sort of mini-therapy with animals. And we see her talking to a chameleon, and uh, she's telling them about how change is good. And you know that, because you're a chameleon. And you change to hide from predators. And uh, says that you'll get used to your new branch. So once she's done with him, uh, Blythe asks how the line is moving. Vinny and Sunil look out, and Sunil asks that if it's possible that the animals are multiplying. With this show, that's a possibility like multiple pet is a possibility it's a distinct possibility but Blythe still sort of like not understanding exactly what this world has and again I I don't think most Disney princesses like a lot of Disney princesses like are about trying to understand a changing world. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's like Pocahontas. I mean, I I, I mean, Mulan is about trying to change the world yourself. Although her father is dying. She wants to keep her warrior, uh, name honorable. So maybe, maybe that's the change. Uh, yeah, a lot of them have to do with like a changing world. Like 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 tangled. It's about going outside. And frozen. It's about accepting your. Pa- Holy crap. It's about not understanding the world and changing the world. Holy crap. Okay. Okay. I have. I uh. I I uh. Um. Uh. D- Break. Okay. Coming down off of. That. Uh, so, 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 let's set up the thing again. Sunil asks that if it's entirely possible if the animals are multiplying. Blythe, uh, says just the rabbits. Which, I did look up on TV Tropes, and that does have that listed as getting crap past the radar. And like a lot of that page, it feels more like the radar doesn't care. Like, you're not getting it past the radar because I feel like the radar is just okaying that. Like, yeah, that's good to go. Yeah, I know what it implies, but the kids aren't going to know. That's what I mean by the radar doesn't care. Like, like it like the radar picked it up as like a possible thing of interest and like and it said Ah forget about it. Like like th- this is a kid's show. Like like the the radar has to be has to be strong. Like, if it... If there's something that it let through... Like, it either means it's really subtle, which this isn't. Like, people are looking at this with a fine-tooth comb. Or... They just don't care. It's not like, oh yeah, we got it past the radar, woohoo! It's like, yeah... It's it's there. Whatever. Like like rabbits have a lot of kids. That's the joke. And that's where it begins and ends if you're a child. If if you're older and you know what that means, what that means on a deeper level. I mean, it's still it's still funny. Like even like like even it's still funny in the innocent way even like oh yeah they have a lot of kids like like if if you're actually like putting like a, a more specific idea to it please be like a vet or a biologist someone who specializes in that kind of thing <laughs> otherwise otherwise that's when it gets dirty that is when it gets dirty and then like like i'm not even a hundred percent sure if Blythe knows what she just said like as a character as like the voice actress probably knows But I don't know if Blythe as a character knows. Like, she spent an entire episode thinking she was going to die because she had a pimple. Because she didn't know what a pimple was. Like, (sighs) there's no way she knows how babies are made yet. I don't know if Roger is someone to have the talk with. Like, like, as much as I love Roger, I think you'd get like freaked out at that prospect. Oh boy, uh, you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here and then just just comb through this and and see if I need to edit anything, so I don't feel like I needed to edit anything. I think I was vague enough... And I'm still vague enough... In which I'm not going to talk about... That process... So... I think we're good. I think we're good. So... Speaking of... The rabbits themselves come up to Blythe... And Blythe asks what the problem is. Russell says... Nervous Tinkler... Which... I'm surprised, isn't on the radar page as well, given its, like, penchant for putting stuff up there that's completely mundane. Uh, Blythe asks which one it is, and they all raise their hands. Russell stops a ferret from cutting in line, and Blythe comforts the rabbits by saying no water two to three hours before bedtime, which... I mean, okay, we, we've been through this before. I am getting caught up in a lot of stuff this episode, but like saying it out loud here like just makes me think. So like like sure that might work on a human, but like, like on animals like animals have to have some sense of like human humanity or something at least in this world and the organization wants to study it but seriously like like I don't know like rabbits like would just normally drink water instinctually like like choosing when to drink water is a human trait like we need to drink water but choosing when is I don't know, something of a human trait. So yeah, that's that's another thing I'm getting caught up on. I'm I'm back in the habit of getting caught up on things. I just noticed, like 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 in late season two, I was just like brushing by things because like we talked about it, but like I I keep getting caught back up on this stuff. So we'll we'll see. This makes for some good podcasting. Blythe calls next, and Russell guides the ferret up. Blythe says she looks cute and asks her her problem. The ferret starts talking. However, it's in a language that Blythe doesn't understand. And Blythe freaks out. And when she tells the other pets, they are surprised. Russell picks up on the fact that uh, she... Seems very worried, the ferret, I mean. Uh, the ferret then says, uh, sorry if I butcher this, or something to that effect, which they think might be her introducing her as her name. But because they can't understand her, They decide to call her Jebby for now. Uh, And Blythe wants to help, but she can't if she doesn't understand what she's saying. And then Minka comes down and learns about the situation. And Minka says she knows a lot of different languages. Blythe says she didn't know that about Minka, and Minka says she didn't ask, which Blythe considers fair. Minka says she'll figure it out in un minuto which Minka says is French for uh, one moment, but Blythe corrects her to say it's Italian, but Minka is too raring to go to help poor Jebby out. Blythe decides to move this operation up to her room and says she'll be gone due to a pet 911. Blythe then puts Russell and Zoe in charge and... When they realize what that means. They get scared. So Blythe. Goes up to her room. Which in theory. Couldn't Blythe have just. Wanted to just stay up there. If she didn't want to do anything today. Although maybe. Maybe her heart called out to. Go down to the pet shop. Because she needed to help. Help. This ferret Oh man man this is this is getting more Disney princess and more Kingdom Hearts by the second <laughs> or at least minutes So up in Blythe's room Blythe and Minka prepare to solve this language problem and Minka goes up to Jebby and yells at her in a slow voice which is insensitive and doesn't work. Maybe Minka should just try listening slower. <laughs> but feels like it's a language she's heard recently. While well, Minka comes to the conclusion that Jebby is speaking Icelandish. And saying that Icelandish has a lot of different dialects. And they need to determine which dialect Jebby is speaking. And then yells at her again spoiler alert I'm not a big fan of Minka in this episode this is exactly what you're not supposed to do very much so meanwhile at the pet shop the animals that lined up for Blythe are demanding Blythe which is really possessive of them like we want Blythe to help us with our problems or whatever Zoe asks what to do and Russell says that they can solve some of these problems as they seem simple to solve. So Russell goes over to two cats fighting over a toy and teaches them about sharing by cutting it in half, which makes this the second time this season this show gets the judgment of Solomon wrong. Like, the whole point is not to cut it in half, because cutting it in half would, uh, like, ruin it. To put it mildly in in what the actual judgment of Solomon is. Anyway, the point is you're supposed to have the whole thing and just, like, share it, not... Well, I mean, that's not even the judgment of Solomon. The judgment of Solomon like ends when like that he realizes which one wants the baby more, <laughs> and just gives it to them. Like, like, recess did a good job with like the judgment of Solomon. Like, like that that they, they do it like one two punch exactly. Meanwhile, Zoe comforts a dog scared of fire hydrants. She says that she used to be afraid of them, too, and that the first step is realizing that it's just a fire hydrant and not a weird gorilla that's waiting to attack you. And the dog realizes this and hugs the hydrant side. This is the second pee joke this episode. And... Still not anywhere near the getting crap past the radar thing. What is it with this episode in P? Also, technically speaking, why would Zoe need to interact with a fire hydrant? Like, for reference, girl dogs don't do that if you grew up with dogs you would know that like boy dogs do that girl dogs don't necessarily i guess they do it by fire hydrants because i mean the smell is probably there of other dogs you know maybe that's why so zoe asks russell if they're thinking the same thing after this Russell is thinking that Jupiter is way cooler than Saturn, but Zoe thinks that they're actually good at this, which gives her an idea. It then cuts to a fantasy of them hosting their own daytime talk show, Pat Problems? question uh, mark. Sunil is the announcer, and Vinny and Penny are the band, and Zoe and Russell are the hosts. Zoe introduces their next guest as a turtle with acute claustrophobia. Russell makes the joke about how Zoe might think it's cute, but our guest doesn't. We then pan to see a turtle being afraid of going into her shell, saying, she, You won't make me do it. So Russell does a bit where he says, Your problems are always coming to find her. You can't run away. And then Zoe says something about how she knows how she feels and life is like a chew toy. And sometimes you just have to rip the fabric to get the squeaker. Zoe asks if she gets it. And the turtle says she does. And Pepper, who is behind the scenes doing staff stuff, says she does. And the turtle gets into her shell. Zoe says that they'll have more coming up. And then the on-air sign dims and they're off. And Zoe and Russell discuss how well their counseling styles mesh. Meanwhile, upstairs, Blythe thinks that she can do it if she just focuses. And thinks of a few nonverbal ways to ask Jebby her point. Blythe asks if it's about food. Jebby shakes her head. She asks if it's about her pillow, and Jebby also shakes her head. Blythe lists some of the problems she dealt with downstairs, and then says, You came to the wrong girl for help? It's probably that last one. (laughs) As she lies down, Minka says that they need to think outside the box. So they go outside and sew Jebby some monkey bars, give her glasses, give her a mustache, hula hoop and swim, And all the while, Jebby shakes her head. Minka thinks positively and says that we're narrowing it down. And Blythe gets the feeling that they don't have much time. Can she sense that in her heart? Like a real princess of heart would? So, uh, Pepper, back at the pet shop tells of their next guests they're gonna have on their show but Zoe asks if the camera can get closer to her Uh, Pepper says that that means Russell won't be on camera and Zoe says would that be so bad she also gives Pepper a piece of paper about her wardrobe changes Pepper reads it and it says that Zoe's supposed to change every 30 seconds or after every sentence whichever comes first Russell then wants a camera to get a good shot at his book, Pepper is confused, and Russell says that it is his self help book. And if it gets good airtime, he'll give you a free copy. And then Penny comes over and says that Russell signed her copy, and she reads it, and it says, To Jenny Ding? And Russell winks and gives her the finger guns. <laughs> Pepper. Stinks up the set with her foul move and how the celebrity thing has gone to their heads. So uh, outside, Blythe is upset because she can't figure out Jebby's problem. She hears Jebby's language and thinks it's Jebby, but Minka points out that it wasn't her. Minka then thinks that Jebby's a ventriloquist and is missing her dummy. They hear the language again around the corner. So they peek, and they see that it's young me talking with Aunt Christie. Blythe notes that that's why she's heard it recently. It's Korean, and her best friend is Korean. Incidentally, if you can teach your child or children to speak multiple languages, especially if your culture is a big part of your life, I advocate doing so, because... It's amazing. And you should, I guess. I don't know. Like, it helps keep the language alive. So, Blythe thinks to get Youngmi's help, and Minka allows it despite Youngmi not being or speaking Icelandish. Minka is being outlandish about this whole thing, and it gets worse from here. Oh, dear! So young me is working on cupcakes, which is the only English word in her Korean, so I assume that it's a borrowing, so Blythe rushes in and says that she wants to learn Korean. Young me is a little confused but excited, and Young me begins with some simple phrases, but Blythe already has a list. Of things and young me reads it and says how can I help you what are you doing in downtown city would you like some ferret chow for lunch and young me is confused but writes down the phrases anyway and Blythe thanks her and runs off and young me confusingly says you're welcome so Meanwhile, Zoe and Russell are mad at Pepper, Zoe for cutting her musical number, sorry you're not more like me, and Russell for cutting his cooking segment where he would make his no guilt lasagna. Pepper says that this show is about helping people and asks if they've forgotten about that. They said they know that, but then a cat comes over and asks them to get over their fear of rejections, to which they are rejected and gets even more afraid. What is it with uh, pets scaring other pets in this episode as well? Like first with Minka and Jebby and now this. So Pepper just cancels the show and Russell is upset because he got his new elbow patch endorsements and we pan and we see Russell's face on one of his elbow patches. (laughs) So. Blythe tries her Korean on Jebby, and Jebby is excited and says what she's been saying and Blythe takes it down. Minka is surprised about Blythe picking up icelandish minka just just leave the episode, but Blythe runs back to Young Me to get help translating. Young Mi has some tips, but Blythe has an actual list of things she claims. A Korean tourist just said to her, which I mean, technically is true, but not the entire truth. Young Me says, I walked out of my cage at the airport and I lost my owner. Blythe, knowing the context, says that that's so sad, but Young Me, who doesn't know the context, is confused, as she should be. This might actually be getting crap past the radar. <laughs> because there's only two scenarios I can think of of someone being in a cage <laughs> at the airport and having an owner. Like, if Young Me thinks this is a person, there's one of two possibilities. There's them being in there willingly, which I won't get into the implications of that, and the other one is human trafficking. And both of them have the potential of scarring a child for life. Because they might not be ready for that. So Blythe leaves to take care of the problem. She explains it to Menka, who's still going on about Icelandish. Meanwhile, Jebby repeats korea which i guess is used for the purposes of this because like korea is an exonym, and uh like the whole complication with north korea and south korea even goes into their names what they call themselves and each other and i don't have time to explain this right now, but whatever. Blythe wonders when she needs to get to the airport and Jebby freaks out and she has a very distressed look on her face and Blythe says she doesn't need to understand a Korean to know that and they try to figure it out. So Blythe wonders what airport Jebby came in on. She thinks of her dad's pet jet and shows Jebby a picture of it, and Jebby gets excited. Blythe thinks that if they can put her in her dad's red flight bag, she'll get there, instead of leaving for the airport on her scooter. But Blythe says that you've actually come to the right girl. It's almost as if the pieces are magically fitting together. Maybe that's the point of the episode but it still feels very Disney princess <laughs> So they put her in and wish her well, and Minka gives her an ice pop and a picture of a snowman to remind her of home. I really do not like this. Like, Minka's just not listening at this point. Like, I just hate it, okay? So, meanwhile... Kenny and Vinny came up to get Blythe because there's been an incident. So they go back down and it's like that community scene where Troy comes back and everything is a disaster and on fire and stuff. (laughs) But with a bunch of animals instead of six other people. And the pets are upset. Uh, The pets in this instance being all the animals that Blythe summoned. And... They're upset because Russell and Zoe took their cases and made everything worse. And Blythe asks what happened and Russell, Zoe, and even Pepper cowered out even though Pepper could have just sold them out as being too full of themselves to help people. Blythe laments that fact and says she'll be here all afternoon. Minka reminds her that everything is fine because she just saw her dad take his black bag to the airport. Blythe then rushes to help because that wasn't the bag Jebby was in. The other animals are disappointed, but Sunil tells them to just come back tomorrow. However, he also tells them that their problems are their own to solve, and Blythe can only help you go in the right direction. And everyone gets it, and it seems like they're not actually going to come in tomorrow, and they leave, and Penny is impressed, and Vinny is crying. Because, like, like Sunil went into a whole speech. I kind of brushed it off, but he said it really impressively. Pepper comes back and asks if uh, he would ever consider having his own daytime talk show. Sunil is annoyed at the suggestion because it didn't work last time. Back upstairs... Uh, Blythe and Minka see Jebby still in the bag in panic. They think that they can get there by themselves, but just barely. Blythe takes her scooter, which, seriously, she should have just done that from the beginning. But... Blythe gets caught in a traffic jam. Minka says she has a trick, and then starts yelling at the other cars. The other people hear Minka's monkey noises and think that it's a police siren so they move out of the way and blithe just accepts it because i mean it is an emergency but like whatever you know so they get to the airport and reach roger blithe says that he made a mix-up and took the wrong bag but roger says that red is for domestic flights and black is international Blythe insists that she's right in the clumsiest way possible by saying like uh, red has a D like domestic and then I thought the opposite and then Roger just kind of believes it and takes his red bag. Jebby says thank you in English and Blythe responds I assume you're welcome or thank you or some equivalent to one of those things in Korean. So they watch Jebby Get on, and through the window they see Jebby meet up with her owner, Blythe and minka like are touched, so they they get back to the pet shop, and Blythe comments on like for a lazy about day. It has been very busy, but then young me confronts Blythe, she says she's figured out her secret. Blythe is nervous, but young me's conclusion. Is that Blythe wants her to take her to Korea the next time her dad goes off, which I mean I assume is not the flight that just took off, which Blythe agrees with young me is excited, but hopes she doesn't have to ride in a crate. I mean, to be fair, they did establish that young me is different in a um mean isn't your color, so maybe she doesn't uh, get that exactly. Like, I don't know if I would have gone I would have gotten one of those two the human trafficking one, not 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 the other one. No never the other one. But Blythe sees Jebby's flight and says something heartfelt in Korean and here we end the episode. This is an interesting episode because it builds on Blythe's ability to talk to animals and gives it a hard limit. She has to be able to understand the animals. Like, like that's a really cool piece of lore. And, like, like even though I got, like, sidetracked a lot this episode. I overall like this episode. Except for the parts with Minka. And like the whole Jebby story is really interesting. And I like they make and they get lucky enough for it to work. Or it is Blythe's heart guiding her to this. Which I guess is also a bit of luck. Cause like, like getting lucky is a positive force in the world, I guess. Like that's that's the thing. I don't know. L- l- luck is weird to talk about because some l- people don't believe in it, but I guess right place, right time. I don't know. It's it's weird, but. All of the circumstances lined up well. Like, m- once they started lining up, they everything else came together. They just needed to get past the language barrier, which they kind of did. And I I've been really getting into, like, languages and words and stuff, and it's... It's fun and amusing, and I love it. And I love most of this episode. Not not Minka. I did not particularly like Minka. But anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when uh, they have the key to Kingdom Hearts. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode, What is so scary about the jungle? Everything. I shall see you then. Coming up, a slight spoiler for Kingdom Hearts 3, so stop listening if you haven't beaten the game. Reconnect Littlest Pet Shop.